Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch's sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee, plus 15% off your first order at bolinbranch.com code odyssey. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Uh, hey, Mimi. Oh, hey, Gigi. When you're driving around, just seeing the town. Sitting bored at home, feeling all alone. Fill up the glass, pick out a gloss. We got the tea, we got the sauce. Get queerified. Okay. Yeah. Let's get queerified. Are you ready to get queerified, Mimi? Yes, I am. I just came from my Talkspace therapy session. I'm very ready to get queerified. Oh, you better work. So that was my <laughs> co-host, Mimi, my longest friend ever. And I am your host, Gigi Gorgeous. I am a YouTuber, a model, an actress, an author, philanthropist, and much more things. <laughs> a cannabis connoisseur now. Uh, uh, duh. Born on 420. <laughs> I feel like that's exactly what Mother Earth wanted me to give. So on Queerified, you'll hear from special guests in the LGBTQIA plus community and, of course, some allies, too. And, of course, we share everything, like what it was like growing up queer, the successes and lessons of life, and how to celebrate queer joy every single day. Today's guest mama is Laganja Estranja. Oh, <laughs> she is a choreographer, musical artist, and drag queen best known for RuPaul's Drag Race, Chopped 420, and so much more. Today, she will share all about coming out as trans, where she's at in her journey, and her amazing tips for cannabis usage. We had such an amazing conversation. Okay, now let's get to our amazing guest, the Laganja Estranja. Oh my God, we are here with the one and only, the drag queen of the moment, and also the newest transgender superstar, Laganja Estranja. Hi, Laganja. Yes, God, honey. Yes, and we are recording from my podcast room. You are the first human being in this room. Am I really? Yes. We're well, they, don't worry. They, uh, they probed and tested me before I came in. <laughs> Everything cleared. I was shocked myself. And just, um, so, just so everyone knows at home, we are starting this recording at 420. Absolutely. In my honor. I'm so, uh-huh. so grateful and appreciative. I feel seen already. Did you know 420 <laughs> is my birthday? Is it really April 20th? April 20th, 1992, baby. You No, 19. 1992? You're so young. 92. Oh, I was like, is that old? No, I feel old. Oh my God. I haven't been called young in so long. You're a 90s baby too? Yes, I am. Oh, I hate you both. Now I really feel old. Well, we we love 420 though. (laughs) But we love 420. (laughs) Always and forever. Yes. (laughs) How are you doing, Laganja? How is everything? You know, I feel free. I feel so happy. I feel like I'm finally living my best truth and that I'm just comfortable in my own skin and I'm not lying to others and more importantly myself. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's amazing. I mean, that's we'll how get I feel. To... And medicated, of course. I'm always medicated. <laughs> <laughs> it's 420, honey, of course. It's always 420 with Ms. Laganja, period. We'll get into everything in the next 45 minutes to an hour. But first, let's talk about how you were recently featured as a lip sync assassin on All Stars 6. It was like basically a triumphant return for you to a place where you may not have had the best moments or memories. What was that like? Well, I think I definitely put the ass in assassin. Uh, (laughs) I'm very 
very proud that I showed my ass in such a great, fierce, and fabulous way. You know, I showed out. I showed up. I was too much. I stayed true to my brand. But more importantly, um, I stayed true to me. And I think that's exactly what you're touching on. You know, I never have gone back to the show as a competitor for a reason. I survived it once. And when you survive a trauma, most smart people don't put themselves back in that to survive mm-hmm. again. It's that part for me. Mm-hmm. It's that part for me as well. Uh, keeping my sanity. Of so course. I have waited for this moment for many years. And I was so grateful that World of Wonder, the production company that makes RuPaul's Drag Race, decided to have me back, especially on All Star 6. Since I came from season six, so it felt like a really good like bookmark moment. And, you know, I'll be honest. I told them, like, I want to do this entrance. You got to arrange it so that I can do this. Like, this will be such wow. a moment. Oh, like the the jump from the behind. entrance, baby. Oh, my God. I yes. died. <laughs> yes. I was like, I need you guys to figure this out. Like, I wanted to hang from the ceiling because that's how Tandy Damon Apri did it. I think I said that wrong. Tan- we know the video you're talking about. Tandy it's um, I need Iman, Iman Dupri. Thank you. What is it? I need a, I need a soldier. I need a hero. I need a hero. Oh, yeah. and she comes thing. from the ceiling. So I think <laughs> I'm not for sure exactly how she orchestrated that, but my my opinion is most likely she was hanging from a bar where they would hang lights, and then she was able to just drop split from that. So that was what I had suggested, but of course due to liability, that was not a possibility. So they got me a very, very tall platform that we were able to kind of hide on the side of the frame of the entrance for me to like launch myself off into. And, you know, when we were filming, I just told them, I was like, I want to say, oh, y'all wanted a twist day and I want the curtain to rise up and there will be no one there. And they were just like, wait, what? And I'm like, yeah, like, just trust me, like, this will be iconic because they didn't even really. Well, I shouldn't say they one producer didn't really remember that. I name them. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Gosh, we're getting shady already. We're not even 10 minutes in now. But uh, no, definitely not. She lost that show a long time ago. Um, God love her, though. Um, but no, um, she, you know, she didn't remember that I said, oh, y'all wanted a twist day. And I, that happened to be a random line that I said, because literally Dela Bendelacreme was saying, I wonder what the twist will be this year. And so I went off of that and said, oh, y'all wanted a twist day. Come on season six. Let's get sickening. So I was like, we have to do this moment and there has to be a twist where the curtain rises and no one's there. And anyways, just to see it play off the way that I had hoped it would and to really kind of garnish the world's attention whether it be for 15 minutes or not it it just feels very rewarding because people have asked me to go back to the show and asked me to be a competitor but I knew for my mental health that was just not a possibility but I also knew that being a performer and showing what it is I do which is dance and perform the house down boots that that would be you know the key to sort of unlock this door that's been closed for me and it did Come on, producing, engineering, <laughs> technology, behind the scenes directing. It was fabulous. Thank and you. congrats on that because genuinely, I think that that was one of my favorite performances, literally top three that I've Thank ever seen on, on television. Yes. Wow, that's a big thing to say. It, re- so sweet. It, it really was. Like I was like, how can someone do so many splits? And I was looking at it and I was like, is she padded at all? Is there any reinforcement there for like the, you know, all of the like trauma to the thighs? Maybe I did a raw dog, honey. Just raw dog, <laughs> nasty so- body and everything. It is something to admire. Thank you. You are one of the best dancers I've ever Thanks. seen. Thanks. You know, I, I just... 
I love it. Yes, and those splits were perfectly timed every single time. Because I always say I hate it when people just do splits for no reason, but they gave you the song and you were hitting every beat. It was so good. Yeah, I definitely pre-choreographed a lot of what you saw. I rehearsed. I am definitely, you know, a producer in the fact that I do see my art from conception all the way through. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, in season six, I got a lot of flack for that. And they felt like I was too produced and that I did come into the workroom, you know, even back then as a boy with my boy looks and, and this idea of a big entrance and having a catchphrase. And I did. I produced myself. Weren't you one of the first people to do that? Well, not produced myself, but I was the first person, I think, to really take advantage of the fact of when you're not your character, you're not your drag self, you're still presenting something sickening. You know, I think people would wear sweats and they they didn't really think about the fact that that also made a huge effect on the audience. And I knew that from Jump. I mean, presenting is who you are behind the character that people see is how people will connect with you. So I just feel really grateful that it did catch on. And even though people were really mean to me and I turned into a huge alcoholic and almost literally lost my life, not to get dark, but like literally almost lost my life because people were so mean to me to have this full circle moment, to have people recognize my talent over the way I talk or the way I identify or the way I smoke fucking weed. It's a beautiful thing because they're seeing me now. And you know, nothing's really changed, babe, besides the fact that I identify as a woman, which is pretty fucking huge. Right. So let's get into but, let's get into producing our own lives. But also I just want to say, like, I've been jumping off platforms for years, babe. Of course. For uh, right. Years. Before <laughs> the transition and, and after. after. For years. Hopefully, hopefully not after. Before, during, and after. Hopefully actually not after the transition. <laughs> I'm trying to be a mogul, move into something else. Right. You know, that was the reason I never quit drag. I didn't understand that back then, but I've always had a struggle with drag. I mean, A, what I do is extremely physical, so it's very hard to do that on a nightly basis. But B, if I quit drag back then, I wouldn't have been able to express my femininity. And so I think that's why... Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. I think that's why I held on to it, because drag was a way for me to explain not only to other people, but to myself, my femininity. It was a way for me to categorize it and put it in a box and be like, oh, it's your job. And it wasn't really until Corona that I realized... Fully. I mean, I've known for a long time, but it wasn't until Corona that I realized, like, you can't continue to live in a shell of yourself during the day. Right. It's just a part of you you're living like, with. And then, like, become this beautiful woman at night. Like, right. that's not authentically you. When was the first time you realized that you were trans? And then um, pushed it down. Sure. So my mother's been asking me the same question. So <laughs> I am very familiar with it right now. Uh, it's something that I really hadn't thought about, honestly, because mm-hmm. I didn't want to face it. But I think when I first recognized that I was trans would have been a when I was educated on what trans was. I grew up in the South in Texas, was never around anyone who was transgender, never understood the term. I didn't even know the term. It wasn't really until I moved to California and Drag Race came on television that I began to familiarize myself with what that meant. So I would say 2010. I was, you know, one more year. I graduated in 2011. So 2010, I started doing drag in public because I had been doing drag since I was 13, (laughs) but in public. And I think that was the first time where I started making the joke of I'll transition when my parents die. And that oh my was god! Like, oh my god! You're a dark one, aren't you? Am I <laughs> a little bit? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, sis, but it's true. <laughs> I know that is so so deep. I can relate with that a lot because I felt like I was pushing that down for so long, just like you just said. And it was like, you know, this is just my performance character, even though it was like, this is my 
extra, my like extravaganza I'm going right. out in. But deep down, it was like, this is like, this is me. Right. You know, it's something to detach it. It was something yep. to, to compartmentalize those feelings and you wanting to live your inside outside. And I feel like a lot of trans people go through that. And it's really like, I feel like a lot of people... It's 10 plus years that they're like, I knew I was trans. It just wasn't represented. I didn't see it, so I couldn't be it. Right. And I, I didn't know how to vocalize to myself that what I was feeling. You know, I felt like a freak. And it took me being able to see, you know, trans women and men be successful, not in just relationships, not just work, but be successful in loving who they were enough to come out. And I'm so privileged in the fact that, you know, when I did come out on June 15th, like people loved it. People were so supportive. It went everywhere. And I just thought like, I am so lucky, you know, so many brothers and sisters and in between, you know, have not had this. And I feel like I want to be a part of showing what it looks like to transition. You know, I really admire the fact that that is what you've done your whole life. You've literally shown people step by step. And it's so funny because like I've watched your videos before, but girl, I would not watch your trans videos. I would not really? because I wasn't ready to wow. look that take, deep take that myself. on. Yeah. Re not ready to take that no. on. I totally no. respect that. And I, and I, I mean, I've come out of the closet five freaking times now. Oh my God. We're almost at so, even par. <laughs> okay. So like I, you know, have put my parents through the ringer and I just, they're 72 and 73. And I just felt like I can't do this to them. I can't do this to them. But you know, Corona happened. My hair grew out. It touched the back of my neck and I was just like, this is undeniable. Mm. And I don't want my parents to leave this earth and not know who I am. Oh, my God. I relate with you that know? so much. And so I felt like it may hurt them in the beginning, which it kind of did. Mm -hmm. But again, I'm very lucky. I mean, three days later, my dad was like, I'm sorry for the way I acted. I wish I'd handled it better. It just was a huge shock because my dad doesn't follow me on social media. Now, my mother watches everything. So she knows the tea. She, she has a mother's intuition as well. And that was what was so beautiful when I came out is I think maybe going into it, she had one idea of what she was going to say. What do you think that she said she thought she was going to say? Like, like you go, girl. No, no, no. no like no. what? I thought she was going to cry and be very oh, upset really? and be like, you know, we just don't understand this. And why would you do this? And like, you know, why would anyone choose that? How did she react when you came out as gay? She came out for me. Okay. <laughs> so she always knew that. Literally, she was my high school counselor when I was a freshman. And Aww. I had gone on this field trip. My my crush, Thomas. Oh, my God. This cute Jewish boy with the hugest nose. I loved him. <laughs> I told him on the bus, like, when we were on our way to Scarborough Fair, that I, like, loved him. And he, like, totally Aww. rejected me. And I was just gagged and gutted and so when I <laughs> I'm like picturing little like, oh my god little girl. baby Jay just oh, so sad so and so cute. I go into my mother's office and hysterically crying like can't even talk and she closes the door closes the blinds and she's like she takes my hands and she's like babe have you finally realized you're gay Oh how my old God. were how old were you again? Did you say? I was in high school, freshman. So what are you, fifteen when you're in high school? Yeah. That's about average. That's when I came out as well. That's when Mimi came out. Okay. Uh -huh. And I just was so like it was like a huge relief, you know, because she said it for me. I didn't even have to say it. Now, coming out to my father, a little, a little more difficult. It took some time to physically say it to him my mother like made me do it because i was like well dad already knows i know y'all talk and she's like but it's, you need to do it it's so funny how the world works because if she didn't do that you know i believe everything happens for a reason but mm -hmm. if she didn't do that i wonder how long it would have taken you 
I don't think I ever would have said it. Right. And it's 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 taking that power back. Like I would get called gay on the schoolyard all the time on the bus in my, you know, AIM, MSN online back in the day oh on, God, on MySpace, MSN. on Facebook. And For I never second, really I like, like, what's AIM, MSN? I know. Is it AIM or AIM? <laughs> I haven't heard AIM in so long. And I'm like, what kind of mafia well, alphabet I used, are you starting I used to here? live. I used to live on AIM. <laughs> I know me too. Like My screen name, are you ready for this? You're going to gag. Do you remember Will and Grace, Jack? Of course. And how you yes. would go, just Jack. It so was just Jack. Just Jay. Mine was just Jay. And I had the X's for the hands. I'm going to go around his face. I'm oh, dying. Yeah. Five X's, just <laughs> Jay. Five X's. Oh, my God. I was obsessed. Speaking of names, can I ask you, what's your name? Jay. I have no Jay. Pl- I have no plans to change my name. I have- And that is the fiercest thing ever, can I say? I've- the name change process is so intense. It's like if you change your last name, you're married. Right. If, usually. Right. If you change your first name, they're like, are you in, you know, the secret society? What is going on? Why are you changing it? Are you changing it to like the basketball player meta world piece? Like right. what is going on? <laughs> I mean, I just feel really blessed that my name is naturally a one letter. It's, it's naturally, one letter. It's I naturally mean, you too. Like when I see you, I'm like, Jay, yeah. like that makes total sense. My sister's name is Jordan. And she was always told growing up that that was like a boy's name. And like some people were like, well, you should go to Jamie. But I'm like, well, I know boys that are named Jamie. And it's never something that stuck out to me. Now, if my name was David or Scott or John, I think obviously I would feel very different. But mm-hmm. my name feels really authentic. Jay Jackson. I feel like my parents knew that they were giving birth to an icon, mom. You're like a superhero, <laughs> JJ. Right. What is that called? JJ. First and last name. The alliteration. Same alliteration. Yeah. What's an abbreviation? No. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> yeah. So I, I just, I feel like it's beautiful. And some people were like, well, you should change the spelling. And I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? Like changing the spelling of my name does not make me any more or less of a woman. Mm-mm. Being a woman has something to do with your heart and something that's in here. And if I don't have a problem with it, you shouldn't either. So. Exactly. It's the essence. just J forever. Yes. It's true. I mean, I feel like honestly, masculine, traditionally masculine names mm-hmm. are the most gorgeous. Like if you're to walk into the room as a feminine Jordan, goodbye. Beautiful. Yes. I love it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or like a You've Brandon. Always loved that. Sure. Right. Like even a David or a John. Like give them, girl. No. Yes. I love no. it. We I can knew only push going the up, so far. We knew two sisters named Connor and Andrew. Do you remember them? That. Yes, I do. And I love two it. sisters. Really? I love it. If you're super, super gorgeous. Yeah. I just feel like it flows and it works. That's why I'm so into like unisex names. Yeah. I can't really think like Bradley. Not that I would like name my child Bradley, but like it works like Bradley. Like, oh, my God, you're dating Bradley. She's the hottest cheerleader. That's what I always think. Do you know Bradley at Matt Cosmetics? Yes. Oh my God, of Bradley. I, I, I love her. Bradley. She's gorgeous. Oh my God, she's here That's, with us. Okay. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> yeah. Love her. Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. Time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning 
Get IXL now, and listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Laganja, do you think drag helped or hindered your transition? Oh, it completely helped. If I had never done drag, you I would did? have never found myself. Yeah, no, I... Drag is what I do. Trans is who I am. I mean, Monica Beverly Hills said that on season, remember, but she said that and that is so true for me. I mean, drag is my job, but being trans is who I am. And I just think I would have lived complacent in my gender had I not done drag. And drag opened up everything for me because it was the first time where I was able to be a woman and I was widely accepted. And, you know, I didn't understand that at the time. Again, I always thought of Laganja as a role, as a character. Now I was being myself in that character because I am a, you know, ratchet bitch who loves to smoke weed. But it is a persona. Whereas, you know, I realized yeah, like, you can take, turn it on. Take, it's taking it fun. off. That's what didn't feel authentically me. And that's when I realized like, okay, there's something a lot deeper here. But yeah, drag completely informed, you know, my my truth. You mentioned Monica Beverly Hills. Was she one of your role models? And if there were others, who were they and why? Well, I think any trans person who is out and loud and living their life is a role model, truly, whether they're like some big, amazing trans activist or whether they're just a girl on the street. Like, I think anyone who is brave enough to live a trans lifestyle is a hero for sure. People who have definitely inspired me are Kylie Sonique. Uh, she mm. was the, one of the first, you know, transgender women I ever met in my life. And I mean, I literally told her like two days within knowing her, like, I think I'm trans. So she, really? she was like, you are. Really? Yeah, she was like, you are. Oh I my mean, God, I, she's so, a pusher just like me. I, me and Kylie were like, if you? You can, if you can say it, let's do it. Right. I so, I mean, that. I it's it's funny because it's like I've I've been saying it for so long. But I think I just convinced myself like it was like a joke or like I was so gay that I just wanted to do it. Of course. You know? Yes. Like, it wasn't real. Like, that's not something I needed to do. Like, mm-hmm. and that was what Corona made me confront is that like, no, mama. What was the final straw? Like, what finally made you act upon this, these feelings that you've been having? Being depressed? I mean, I guess I'm so dark. Being depressed. I was sad. I wasn't. No, that's usually what it takes, I, right? You can't even like look yourself in the mirror. You're like, girl, I felt I? hideous. Mm-hmm. I just would look in the mirror with the beard and the stubble and be like, oh my God, like, yikes. Mm-hmm. Yikes. Of course. You're like, this is not working for me anymore. No. I can't hide it anymore. I 100% relate. And for our listeners, I actually, I went to a random nail salon today. <laughs> Haven't gone in my life. It's like five minutes from my house but I was like I really want acrylics I'm traveling for the next month and I walk in and I'm confirming my appointment at noon and or not my appointment I lied I was like here for noon for Gigi and I thought they'd say yes but they're like go wait bitch uh, um, and I hear I hear Gigi from behind me and it's Laganja sitting there didn't even it's a very <laughs> small nail salon didn't even realize her like you're giving the feminine aura Thank you. You really oh, are. That's so sweet. And you look so good. Thanks. Like you just are like I feel like a brick next it. to you, but you know what? I <laughs> oh. I really have learned, you know, that being a woman has nothing to do with how soft your skin is, mm-hmm. how you don't have armpit in your hair or hair in your armpit. <laughs> like those are all things that society has made women conform to. And if that was my truth, I would have seen a drag queen for forever because honestly, the art of glam is just that. It's an art form. Smoke and mirrors, baby. It is. Totally. And With it everyone. Is, it is something so much deeper than, 
you know, acrylic nails or extensions or mm-hmm. any of that. It is, it's how I feel. It's how I identify. It's more, it's more about how it's I your want soul. people to see me. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what I was so scared of is to reveal to people like, look, I am a chick with a dick. Right. It's like opening like, Ma, your that's, chest up. <laughs> that's literally what people refer to it as where I'm from in Texas. Mm-hmm. So it's taken me 32 years to be like, well, yeah, you are. And so what? And so what? And you have a beautiful penis and you should keep it <laughs> and not be ashamed of it because it doesn't make you any more or less of a woman. Mm-hmm. Now, exactly. it's going to take a while for society to realize that. Yeah. But I do believe eventually, bitch, people are going to be living for the pussy stick. And I'm ready for it. Oh, the pussy stick. Oh, they already do. Are you that's, kidding me? That's what well, I'm no, thinking. No, they live too. for it, but behind closed doors. Behind closed doors, you're right. And I think behind right. closed doors is like the where they live for it most. But I don't yes. want that. Oh, I don't want that either. I'm I over deserve there. to live out and loud and proud. Absolutely. Yeah, and you I'm are. Not, like, I'm not going to necessarily post pictures where you can see it, but I, I, want, <laughs> I want transgender women to be able to if that's how they feel. Right. Because there is nothing wrong with it. Absolutely. We were taught these parts meant this and that and blue and pink and this mm-hmm. it's just a part and the gender reveals and all of that it it really does like it ruffles my feathers because i'm just thinking you know for the transgender community we all know you and i mark everyone listening at home you know that it it, it goes hand in hand with plastic surgery and that's just something right. that people assume you know you're transgender so when are you going to get, get your boobs when are you going to do srs are you going to do your face are you going to lose FFS, your penis exactly nose, it, your it, there's hairline. so much surgery but the thing is just like you explained and i really want to drive it home being transgender that's taking your physical transition steps mm-hmm. that does not negate any part of you being transgender right so while we're on that topic we had a personal conversation i don't a couple days ago do you remember Oh, yeah. 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 So let's talk about that. So Laganja recently hit me up and she was like, I've been really... watching your videos for three hours. <laughs> right. So she can find... I finally so watched all your trans videos. She can finally watch my videos. <laughs> I usually just watch the clickbait, but now I'm actually watching the ones where I have to deal with myself. Yeah. And she said to me, she said, I'm watching this video where you're you're getting your hairline surgery done. And I was like, best thing I've ever done, especially for, you know, insecurities around the hairline. It is just so major. And that, like, I've gotten a lot of surgeries. I've been very open and very transparent about my surgeries, even even though sometimes I wouldn't really like to because I don't think that it's the weight of a transgender woman or mm-hmm. gen- transgender person. But it's hard when everybody calls it out before you're even ready to talk about it. Well, Mama, there's a reason I got a bang, okay? Well, that's... That's why I got It does. You know, it really does. Even before I transitioned, I really never wore, like, boobs or, or bras or anything. I just was like, I'm a flat girl. And then one day I was like, I really want my boobs done. And then all of a sudden it was like, oh, if, you know, now she's now she's more girly because she has, like breast implants and all that noise it just is ridiculous but we were talking specifically about hairline surgeries and i genuinely don't know if i've ever gotten a surgery that's been so rewarding and to have you reach out i was like this bitch is gonna live she's gonna live (laughs) her life because it just changes everything and if anyone is in beverly hills area dr zeering he's major and I highly recommend him because it was the biggest thing. But I feel like for you to reach out to me and say that was such like a sister moment, which we've never really had before. Right. And I really enjoyed that. Oh, well, I'm just grateful, A, that you have documented your life so that, you know, people like me and people not like me can understand what it really takes to physically change yourself to 
feel better about yourself. You know, I feel like there's so much stigma around surgeries, even here in Los Angeles. And I feel like what you've done is you've allowed people kind of a window into your soul and shown them that like, this will help you if this is what you want. And if you don't, that's okay. It's not going to make you any more or less of who you truly are. But if this is what you want, here's what it looks like. Here's what I went through. Here's what I did. And it makes it more attainable. And it's so funny because my girlfriend, Naya, I don't know if you know her from the show Transcendent. She was the one who told me. She was like, girl, just get up on YouTube, type in Miss Gigi Gorgeous, and just sit there and <laughs> Oh my God, I yourself. love that. Yeah. So I, I'm, I'm sure you know, but also it's good for you to hear again. Like, you really have changed so many people's lives because you allowed people in on yours. And that's why ultimately, like, I've decided, you know, I want to do the same thing. And I was really hesitant about it. I think I was telling you, like, mm -hmm. I didn't want to document my process. I felt like it's very personal. It's taken me 32 years to accept this. It's none of y'all's goddamn business. But after watching your videos, I just was like, no, I have a chance here to really change and and i'm so lucky that i'm coming out without a lick of hormones without anything all i've done is change my haircut and dress in the clothes that i really want to do and to be able to show people from the beginning of that to whatever happens because i personally feel like i won't have a lot of surgery i really really i really don't i i love that because people will see your soul whatever you choose to share people will eat you up because it's literally who you are but also ma when you get on hormones everything changes of course that, that's what <laughs> everyone and, says oh my god your heart your brain everything starts to function better i know and it just eats and it so up. i may i mean i'm literally sitting here with the bra on so obviously there is something about breasts that I love, but I grew up in the dance community where most women are very flat chested, mm -hmm. which is why when you just said that, I'm like, okay, I'm not alone. Like I feel a lot of the times like I don't need to wear a bra. Like I do it because when in public right now, especially when I feel hard, it's helping me give that vibe. But totally. ultimately like. I do love my little flat chest because I love my little flat chest. I've too. never seen it as necessarily not feminine. The girls that I was dancing next to on the ballet bar had just as much titties as me. Exactly the same. Exactly. So I don't know. And that's why what's so cool about my mom is she keeps saying like, well, just don't tell people what you are or aren't going to do. She's like, don't eat your words. Tell people that's how you feel now, but also leave the possibility for you to you know, change and, and decide you do want breasts. And so that's where I'm at right now is like, if I feel that I, I want or need the surgery, I will pursue it. But right now, for me, the main thing is getting the electrolysis, getting rid of the beard and getting on hormones. And those are the two things I'm going to do. And we'll take it from there. I love Slow that. Slow and steady wins the race. I I'm so thankful to hear you say that because a lot of girls just want to get it done. Nope. Yeah, you're going to enjoy the journey, it sounds like. Well, I think that is what being trans is. Like, literally, the word transition is in what we are. We're always, to me, constantly changing and growing, whether that's physically, emotionally, spiritually. We're always in transition. I don't think... I think that's why we're called transgenders because it doesn't stop. It's a constant growth. And that to me is so exciting because as an artist, that's how I feel. I'm always trying to like constantly grow and one up myself and jump from the ceiling now. And now I get to jump out of a plane. I don't know what I'm going to do next, but <laughs> I'm always trying to grow. And I feel like now I finally admitted, okay, but I also want to do that as a person. And that takes coming forward, coming out, living this truth. I mean, I was telling Gigi before we started this, like I was so scared to get acrylics girl. Like where I'm really? from, literally boys would get beaten black and blue for having that. Wow. So like even when I started drag, I used to wear tights so I wouldn't have to shave my legs. 
Isn't that what every drag queen does? No. They shave? They should. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> if a drag queen's shaving, that's like super rare. Well, and you know, it's so funny. Like Morgan McMichael's girl, hairiest legs on the planet. Like, But you wouldn't know. <laughs> but you wouldn't know. Under 10 pairs of tights. <laughs> right. So it was like, it's just been a very slow process, which is why I have so much patience and which is why I'm not ready to just jump under the knife and become the cuntiest Hollywoodist doll because... So what? I mean, I, I do. It's like I look at your picture in here and I'm like, oh, my God, like I would kill. But also, like, I have to remember that that doesn't make me any more or less than a woman. 100%. It might make you feel beautiful and all those things, but you got to find the stuff within first. And I'm in that process, right? That's where I'm at in my transition. I'll get there. I'm going to be gorge. Trust. You're already gorge. But, but I do. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. I think it's an essence that's within me that. You know, I never thought I would do this, girl. Mm-hmm. I really thought I was going to live as a gay boy my whole life until my parents died. And then at 63, pull a Caitlyn Jenner and go all the way under the knife and oh my be gosh. sick me. It's so funny. Like, I really thought that. That's what a lot of people think. You know, a lot of trans girls, Mimi, we've talked about this tons of times. A lot of girls live, live stealth. They, well, not even stealth. They live not out. And they, you know, they have their friends, they have their family. And then they literally move away, transition, and literally say goodbye fuck you to all of their friends Mm -hmm. and that's what the dream is that's the hope that was my hope i was like i really want to do this but i'm already so public start fresh start fresh have nobody know your tea because it's so much harder to have those relationships nurture those communications and it's just it's such a bummer to be like hey everyone let's sit down for personal conversations each one of my friends and family you know well that's why i did it the way i did it I was like, screw it. I'm just going to go to fucking Entertainment Weekly and pull the plug so that you all know at once. (laughs) Because it's like, otherwise, I was going to hide. I was going to continue to hide. And it's like, when I was an alcoholic, because I think we've mentioned it earlier off season six, I totally turned to alcohol because everyone hated me and I hated me. And I came out publicly and was like, I'm getting sober. And it was the best thing I ever did. I was sober for three years of my life. And pulled you accountable, huh? It did. It held me accountable. And I just felt like, you know what? I got to do this. I got to do this. It's, it's my truth. Where are you hiding from? Who cares if people hate you? Who cares if it ruins, you know, relationships? Those aren't things that you want anyway, if they feel that way. And of course, that's not what happened. What was the scariest part of your transition? Telling my parents. That's the thing that was keeping me from doing it. And what's been so interesting is like my mom is like, you know, we wish you told us sooner so that we could have like, transitioned with you because now it's just sort of like oh that's so sweet of I know. her i know because she's like i would have understood it more and right. i would have like been a part of it whereas you've been doing all this work on your own and now it's like surprise here i am i'm a woman i'm telling you and two weeks later i'm announcing to the world and getting my haircut and like it's on exactly and i think you know like that was intense of me but also like I've thought about them for so long and I just, I know they know in their hearts, like I did wait this long because of them, you Mm -hmm. know? Is your mom a therapist? How did you know? You said she was your counselor in school. Yeah. Oh, right. Wow. <laughs> See, I smoke weed, so I forget things. Um, <laughs> me too. Don't worry. I don't smoke weed, but I forget. Well, yeah. So I love therapy. So how is me it like too. having a parent who is a therapist? Well, so my mom and my dad were high school counselors for 30 plus years. So they both got their degree in psychology. And it was the gift of, I mean, one of the best gifts that the universe has ever given me. It's why I'm so open. It's why I'm able to talk to anyone. It's why I'm so 
genuine with my feelings is because literally until 14 years old, I would sit on my dad's lap. He'd put his arm around me and be like, how was your day? And talk to me. Oh my God. That totally explains how you are. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's just like such a blessing. And, you know, I've always said that wearing my heart on my sleeve is like a blessing and a curse. And like, it was a curse on season six. It really was. Like, I felt like that was not what you needed to win that game. But in the end, I just know I never want to lose that because I think that is what makes me such a special individual is I can be fierce and turn it and jump and split and all that. But at the end of the day, like I just want people to feel comfortable when they're with me and feel like they can be them true selves. And that's why I I had to do this for me, because if I didn't authentically live what I preached about every night of my life, then it was a scam. And I'm not a scammer, mama. I'm not, Mm -hmm. you know, so I bit the bullet. I told people and it's been the best decision of my life. Truly. I, I just like, yeah, you're wait. very open. Yeah. Right. I feel like, again, I have that privilege. Like, that's what I'm saying. That's why I'm like, let's talk about the penis. Like why as trans people do we have to be so embarrassed about our bodies? I love my body, mm-hmm. you know, that's gorgeous. And I just feel like I'm not going to show it in a picture because I'm still <laughs> trained to believe that's wrong or not beautiful. And you're still but... like a human being. If you want to join, join only fans, maybe. Right. Which I do <laughs> one day. I can't. Now that I literally can't put my parents through. <laughs> of course. Like literally, I have to draw a line somewhere. <laughs> and it is the only fans line. You're like, let me just go as Jay Jackson, but, not Lagonde. <laughs> but ultimately, I have always wanted to be a sex icon. Really? Yes. You are in my head. Thank you. I mean, that's. What does being a sex icon entail in your mind? Sexually liberated, open about who you are, not afraid to talk about sex, to be sex, to own sex, to explore sex. I mean, I think of Marilyn Monroe. You know, I think of Playboy. I think of... I love Playboy. And I want to do that. Like hot, iconic photo shoots. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I remember when Carmen Carrera did the campaign with... um, Oh, come on. Who's that photographer? David LaChapelle? Yes. And they, I think they actually photoshopped a penis on her. Oh my God. I remember this. No. I own the coffee table book. It's downstairs at the Toshin book. Someone Iconic. gave it to me. It is, but she fought back, huh? Yeah. Well, she, they did that against her. It's insane. And oh, that was not no. fair. But yes. eventually, but eventually, that's something I would like to do. Like, I would love to be oh, in I'm Playboy, so for it. fully naked, with smoking a joint. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And just being proud of, like I said, the fact that what is between my legs does not define how much or how little of a woman I am. I love that. I've, I've never talked about this in public, but Gigi knows this. Playboy, I love Playboy so much. So I much. think it's so beautiful. I think Me it's too. so liberating. I think it's so artistic and Me so too. dignified. Are you saying that you'd want to be on Playboy with your dick out? Sure. Oh my God, how iconic would that be? It's with the Playboy stamp of approval, anything goes. They're changing. I've worked with them twice now and they're incredible people. And I don't know, I just, when I'm up on stage and I'm performing, I feel like a sex pot. Like I just feel, (laughs) I feel so empowered. And, you know, yes, that does come with tucking. I'm not going to lie. Like tucking is truly a sensation for me that I love. It makes you feel like, okay, now we're on. We're on. Yes. We're turned. It's not relaxed time. No. It's game time. It's not. But ultimately at the end of the night, I do want to be able to take that off. And I do want my partner, not necessarily to enjoy it, because I really don't like a lot of play with it to TBH. Oh my God, okay. (laughs) I really don't. Like I'd actually like you to ignore it. But like the fact that I know you also like looking at it is fine. 
Right. I'm very weird with that, you know. Obviously, I mean, I'm as trans, trans, so I have are. like a weird relationship. But I know that I'm not ashamed of it, and I know that like it's just a part of who I am, and I just can't imagine ever living my life without it. And that's why, like, I just feel so empowered to be truthful about that because I don't think that will ever happen. But again, if it does happen and I do decide that for myself, I'm going to be so open about it and I'm going to talk about it and I'm going to explain why my feelings have changed. And I just want to be able to have these conversations as a trans person because they haven't been had and because we felt so ashamed as a community to talk about it. And the only way it's going to change is if fucking people start talking about it. So you know what? Exactly. I'm going to talk about it, bitch. And one day, hopefully, before I ever lose it, if I do, I'll be on Playboy showing it and letting <laughs> letting you yes. all have it. And you'll be framed in the podcast room because you talked yes. about it here. Yes, absolutely. I think it's so awesome that you're being so open about it. You're going to validate so many feelings out there. I think a lot of people are going to be like, be weirded out by this, but this is real. This is what's happening. This is what trans yeah. people are feeling. And it is weird, you know, because we haven't talked about it and things we don't know and understand are weird. But weird is not bad. That's why my last name exactly. is Astranja. I've always loved things that are strange and different and unusual. Oh, is that what it means? Lagandra Astranja. So LA's Lagandra, oh, the strange weed, the strange plant. Yeah. <gasps> wow. Do you have a strain that. of weed yet? Not yet. Not yet. I've been okay, working okay, 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 for okay. so long, I won't, I won't speed up the journey. For, I you wish you would. One. Let's take a left turn. Let's take a left turn because we're talking about it. You've basically transcended drag race, by the way. Thank You've you. You've gone on to bigger and better things like Chopped 420. Come on, Chop 420. That puts you up among the elite of the RuPaul's Drag Race queens who've gone on to bigger and better things. Mm-hmm. How does that feel? It feels justified. I've worked my ass off and I've been a really good person throughout the process and it's taken me many years to be accepted in the cannabis community because it is still predominantly homophobic and ran by the straight white male. And so it feels... It feels incredible. It feels like this is what I've been working for and people are seeing me and validating me. And, you know, when I filmed Chop 420 and went back to my gorgeous villa, we were filming. We were- <laughs> Where'd you film that? We were filming where they filmed The Bachelor. So it's stunning. Like in Malibu? No, it's in um, Palm Desert. Where's that at? <gasps> Vegas? Oh. No, it's past Palm no, Springs. Palm Springs. Oh. Palm Desert. Oh, my favorite place Sickening, in the entire girl. world. I had, a, I had a fucking fireplace that was shared a wall between the bathtub and the bedroom. So if you were in the bedroom, you felt it. If you were in the bathtub, you felt it. And I literally, one day after I got back, I just started like bawling because I just, I know there are so many individuals, specifically people of color, who came before me and fought so hard so that I could live this life and so that I could go back to an incredible villa instead of going back to a disease that was killing their friends left and right and feeling like shit every day because they were fighting and never getting anywhere. And it's like, so I want to rejoice in this happiness because so many people fought so that I could and so that I could come out and talk openly about my dick. Like what? Like that's crazy. But People came before me so that I could come here now and do that. And that's yes, what feels like joy is so, so rewarding, you know, is continuing their fight, whether it be in the cannabis realm, whether it now be as a new trans activist. I mean, I recognize that there's so much I have to learn about being trans. Like, and that's why I'm like kind of telling people like, can I be trans first? Like, I know y'all want me to be an activist <laughs> and I'm ready for that. But yes. like, can I actually just be trans first mm-hmm. and just you know, transition and change and become who I am. And, and then I'll be out there on the front lines, you know, but being like, yourself is activism. And you I know, agree. Living your life and showing being up into the room, mm-hmm. creating visibility. Mm-hmm. You have a huge platform. Even you coming out as trans probably changed lives out there. 
I hope so. I mean, I, that's definitely what I want in my life as an artist and as an individual. I just want to help people. I mean, it comes from my mom and dad being, you know, high school counselors. Like, it's just, it's innately who I am. And I feel like the more we, A, accept ourselves, the happier we are. And the happier we are, the more we can help others. Can I ask you um, some Hot Topics news questions? Ooh, I love Hot Tops. <laughs> Shakari. <laughs> Shakari Richardson um, was supposed to go to the Olympics, but she got disqualified for smoking weed. Look, I've always said that cannabis enhances. It does for me. I said it on RuPaul's Drag Race All-Star Season 6. I wouldn't have been able to do that Ooh. stunt had I not been medicated. That's why I continue saying the words medicated. I thought that was a joke. No, it's real. Really? Yeah. I'm high right now, bitch. Oh, I know. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm always medicated because that's what it is for me. Some people wake up and they take Prozac. I wake up and I smoke and I, in, you know, ingest cannabis. So for me, I just feel like that was so, a really cool that they showed that on TV. Because like, look at how, you know, she's losing her opportunity to run in the Olympics because of a little pot. And here I am on TV again, being so privileged, which I think. Olympics are a little racist as well. Just saying that, but or a I, lot. Think, I think yeah, it definitely. really comes or a lot agreed. I think what it really comes down to is it is an enhancer. And that's why, you know, also people don't have equal access to it. This is a world competition and people in the world can't access cannabis. So I do think it would be an unfair advantage. I understand why the rules are the way they are. That being said, I think we need to, you know, decriminalize plant medicine and we need to change the stigma that still follows around it and ultimately have people enhance their life with cannabis, which is why if we can't use it for the Olympics, fine, I get it. You know, to oh, me, it's wow. an enhancer. I didn't think of it that way. Yeah, me either. I never saw it as an enhancement. Really? Like, especially for sports. I feel like it would, like, slow you down, if anything. Well, right. It That's gives what people you focus. think. But for me as a dancer, A, it gives me focus. It amps you out. B, it amps me up, baby. It gets mm -hmm. me, I'm about to jump off this eight-foot platform. Like, yeah, I'm going to smoke a joint before I do that shit. <laughs> How the hell it you think I'm going to do that sober? Like, recovery, no. right? It's also oh my good for God. recovery. Well, so CBD, which is, you know, a component We love our of... Sunday scary CBD. Yes. yes. CBD bath bombs by them are oh major. Oh my God. Love, I just love CBD. You know, I really do believe in it. Now, I don't believe in it enough to put it in everything I do, like a lot of people, but hey, whatever floats your boat. <laughs> uh, I believe in the entourage effect, which is when THC and CBD go together, because I smoke a lot of cannabis, so obviously I need the THC to really make the CBD do its full potential. But I love, love, love topicals, you know, for after I perform, rubbing that on my knee. I mean, it's the only way. Really? Like, yeah, topical CBD. I mean, right now, look, Jeej, two Band-Aids. Like, I always am constantly scraping. With CBD myself. under the Band-Aids? Yeah, boots. Really? Really? Like know, stickers? No, it's like um, CBD neosporin. Oh, Ooh. wow. Even, oh, my God. Do I want to try that, that on CBD a bath yeah. bomb. Do you think that CBD bath bomb will help? Because a week ago, I literally fell down a ravine, hurt my shoulder, and like I'm in so much pain. Do you think a CBD bath bomb will help that? I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. To me, no. To me, okay, you need okay, okay, THC okay. with your CBD. You really need both in order to get the full effect. Now, if you don't want to have any psychoactive effects, <laughs> dying, mm -hmm. then, you know, just use the CBD bath bomb. But I mean, if you're really in pain and your shoulder hurts, then no, you want to get a one-to-one -one ratio. Or so like, what about both. like Icy Hot or A535? <laughs> they make that with cannabis now. 
Do they? Yes. Oh, get that. Let it, let our listeners know. And if you have a bruise, please use Arnica. It works like a charm. Really? Arnica. It really does. Arnica. Uh-huh. The pills and the, the lotion. They have pills? Mm-hmm. They're like little tablets. I had a huge bruise on my ass. I fell at a birthday party. It was black and blue. A week later, it's gone <laughs> because of Arnica cream. And the pills. Really? Where is the Arnica yes. sponsorship for this podcast? I know, right? Oh, selling me right now. It works so well. Okay. I think I might just take it just to feel it. <laughs> <laughs> we have gone on. Laganja, do you remember meeting me? We've met before, Mimi? Yes. When did we meet? And I was, I was about to say something. I was about to say this earlier because I was saying you're so open. And I just remember you at Willem's um, Arts and Crafts Night. You were just, you walked right up to me and says, hi, I'm Jay. How are you? And you did the same to my little sisters who were there. Yeah. I had like three sisters there and you were just so open and so kind to everybody there. Like you were the one starting the conversations. You were the one introducing yourself to people. I think that's so awesome. And to see you now so happy. I definitely am that type of person who, when I enter the room, try to bring people together. Because I think, especially in Hollywood, it's so fake and phony. Everyone's so concerned about, I don't know, being tagged. and ugh, I just don't do care. You think, do you think it's the Southern within you? Of course. Yeah, your Southern yes. charm. Very your much upbringing. that. I was mm-hmm. always brought to say yes, you know, thank you, ma'am, and open doors and... And just be like nice to people because mm. it takes more energy to be mean and it takes exactly. more energy to be on your phone and I'm too cool for you. It's like, oh, girl, we're that. at a crafts night. Like, let's have fun. <laughs> exactly. Who are y'all? I mean, I don't, yeah. I'll be honest with you. I don't remember. I smoke a lot of pot, but I'm sure. And I'm glad to hear that that's the way I was because I try to be that way always with anyone, no matter where I am, because for what? Like. Because I'm Laganja or because, I mean, girl, I drive a Nissan. I own like three real Versace pieces. They're all, everything else is custom. Let's keep it real. Yeah, yeah. let's keep it real. I I don't need to hide who I am. I love who I am. And I want others, when they're in my presence, to feel like they can love who they are and we can all have fun together. So I love that. That's definitely the energy you give off. And yeah, I feel like for her to remember that is is a big thing because a lot yes. of people we have very very different perceptions sometimes on group gatherings okay. and she's like no 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 she was a bitch I'm like was she he's like no 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 she didn't say hi to my sisters right. yeah and I yeah. feel like it's very it's very sweet that she said that and I get that sentiment from you too yeah I just I don't know I feel like I moved to LA because I wanted to be a star right and in doing so I've realized that like again sort of like being a woman it's like being a star doesn't mean you have a million followers. It doesn't mean you drive Rolls Royces. Like I've known people like that. I've worked with people like that and they were still some of the most unhappy people I've ever met. And to me, it's just about, yeah, spreading joy and and having a good time and like, you know, yeah, we're at a crafts night. So of course I'm going to be like, hey, what's up, sis? What are you making? Let me see. Can I help you? Can you help me? Like, what's up? (laughs) It's, It's the little things, baby. Yeah. I love. Um, also, we have to give a huge shout out to Willem because how amazing is she? Shout out to Willem. Mm. Can't wait to oh have you on the gosh. pod, Willem. Oh, you gotta have her. <laughs> She's the queen of pods, mama. Uh-huh. She, and, and pods in many ways, you know. <laughs> oh, we know. Oh, I know you oh, know. Oh, we know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think being a star means you've changed a lot of people's lives. And I think you're going to change a lot of people's lives. I mean, you've already changed a lot of people's lives. Laganja or Jay, will you stay with us and answer some queries from our listeners? Ooh, queries. Is that like queer quests? No, it's a question. It's called a query. But queer quest, yes. Oh, wait. Query (laughs) is an actual word? Query. Yeah. Like, do you have a query? It's like question. It's like a synonym for question. Well, want to know something really embarrassing? Tell us. (laughs) Tell us. (laughs) Do you know how there's like the queue, like on Netflix, like your queue, like the things that are lined up? Mm -hmm. Yes. Oh, yeah. Q-U-E-U-E. Oh, my God. 
I oh my called, god i called yeah i called it wrong cute and you thought it was that <laughs> i used no i used to call it like a queen oh <laughs> queen that's cute yeah, that so, is really cute queen. and my mother one day was like what are what you saying what the fuck are you smoking like, you know my neck my netflix queen, queen. Like, no mom no that's a cue i mean that is a hard word <laughs> oh wait so so what is the word that we just were saying queer? queries so you can call our okay. hotline so we'll be back right after the break okay Welcome back to Queerified. We, of course, have Miss Laganja Estranja or Jay with us. We are going to get to your questions, which you can call in and leave us. Ask us literally anything at 1-844-QUERIES, which is Q-U-E-E-R-Y-S. Mimi, do you want to get to our first one? Yes. Jay, are you ready? I was born ready, honey. You ain't got to get ready when you stay ready. (laughs) You guys are doing so amazing. The podcast is so great. And I love hearing both of your opinions and your guests and all your conversations. So my question is, what's both of your favorite restaurants? Like, where do you love to go to with friends, family who has the best food? Thank you. Work. I love this question. I, I do too. I love food. Are you kidding? I'm always <laughs> perpetually stoned. So I have the munchies like no one's business. I don't know what's my favorite. You guys go first. Oh, that's easy okay, for me. I'll I know go off first. the bat, Okay, too. I'll okay, go first. No, you go first. Okay, okay. My favorite restaurant would have to be in the world. It's called Yum Yum 2. It's on 46th and 9th in New York City. And I haven't been to New York City in almost two years, which breaks my heart. Like, uh, I'm going to die. But Yum Yum 2, it's a Thai restaurant. I remember bringing Gigi and Nats there. And before we even walked through the door, they got us an Uber and we went to cafeteria. <laughs> I don't remember. Oh, of course, because we didn't go in. <laughs> you were just like, uh-uh, we're going to go to cafeteria. <laughs> I oh, think my that God, was, wait. That was Nats' doing. Nats has no patience yes. even more than me. Wait, I uh-huh. have to tell a story about Gigi really quick. Okay, I'll never forget this. This is what I knew this bitch was everything to me. We were in New York. I was with Gia Gunn. Oh, I remember. Okay, yeah. We happened to see you at the airport. And then we were like, oh, my God, let's meet up later. And so we meet up later. Ma, when I tell you we were three feet from the club, three feet from the club, and it was blocked off. She was like, no, baby, to the Uber driver. She's like, no, baby, I'm going to need you to drive around. You're going to need to get us closer. And I mean, we were within walking distance. You wouldn't have even broken a sweat. It, I was no. like, I was like, that's sickening. Like that. That's how you know. Ma, she's a star. So she know. said, baby, uh-uh. I know it's blocked off. Just drive through. Drive through. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, and also, I Loved will have it. to we say. We smoked weed my... in New York. Is it legal there? It, now it, it wasn't. Now. It wasn't. No. Now it is. Yeah, we definitely I did it when it wasn't. Weed? Yeah, oh, we, we smoked in the shower. I smoke weed. Well, on certain occasions. Uh-huh. After this, I will. When you're with the Queen of Green. <laughs> of course. <laughs> so. It's almost like a rite of passage. <laughs> yes. Wait, we have to get back to our favorite restaurants before oh, I let you guys sorry, I'm the worst. give your answers. You know what? I thought of mine. I okay. feel like, honestly, this might be bougie as fuck, but if I'm going to get my favorite restaurant... Honestly, it's Nobu, but it's Nobu, Nobu? Malibu. I love oh. Nobu Malibu. Like, I need the ocean. I love the, like, the rock shrimp and, like, the Is it hamachi. the food or is it the ocean? It's both. It's both. I, I honestly wouldn't pick Nobu, but I'm just thinking Nobu Malibu. My other choice, get this, McDonald's. Good. <laughs> That's why I like so Gigi, because Gigi's always real. You're so dumb. No, I love that. Wait, I fucking love McDonald's, other but choice, I mean... I love it so much because it's uh, my friend's restaurant. is La Bartola in Toronto. Mm. If you're ever in Toronto, please go to La Bartola. It's vegan Mexican food. I'm going there tomorrow. I'm so excited. Oh, I'm jealous. Laganja, what's yours? Okay, so are you ready for mine? I'm ready. 
It's very, it's sort of like in between. Is it like yours. Saddle Ranch or right. Olive Garden? <laughs> Getting close. <laughs> Cheesecake Factory. No, but I love that one. It is a chain. It's a chain. Mm-hmm. Um, Chang? Juju Changs. Mm-hmm. Oh, Juju Changs. I said. <laughs> I think that. Wait, what was the one you said that was Olive Garden was closest? Fuck. Um, Not that it's Italian food, but it's definitely on the same level. Baton of- Rouge. No, I've never even heard of her. That's Canadian. It if is. It's a global brand. <gasps> TGI Applebee's. We're getting very close. Oh, Montana's. Oh, uh- Ruby Tuesdays. So close, but we're still not there. Not TJ Fridays, but... A fucking hey. Buckwheat Grill? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you. Chilies! Uh, oh, I'm obsessed with chilies! Oh my god, I'm so annoyed at myself for not getting that. Oh my god, I love chilies. I've loved it forever. It's actually originally <laughs> Oh my god, from... Lauren got it, chilies. She goes Ruby Tuesdays. <laughs> oh my god, I'm dying. Our producer's in the chat. She's guessing. Oh, that's just... <laughs> yeah, chilies is my favorite. You know, it's originally from Dallas, Texas. So I grew up eating oh. at the original location. You're probably eating it in the womb. Boots. Mm-hmm. And I I swear by it. But I also want to give a bougie option because, you know, I can now. You have to. And it's not really that bougie, but it is much bougier than Chili's. And it's called Son of a Gun. It's here in Los Angeles. Never it heard. It's so good. If you like seafood. I do. Um, but they also have an amazing award-winning fried chicken sandwich. <laughs> Oh, yeah. It's tapas styles. <laughs> right up my alley. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that. So you take like a couple of your friends. You all order like one chicken sandwich. You know, you split it and you each get to eat a little bit of it. Mm-hmm. Oh, but they also have a peel and eat shrimp with the honey lime Dijon mustard. We might it's, have the same taste buds, well, honestly. Uh, you, you would do. love it. Yeah, that's my literally right up my alley. You would love it. Yeah, yes. it's so good. I'm it's so good. <laughs> and I, I feel like he won some show like Top Chef. And he has like three different restaurants. See, there's another one called Animal that's like meat. But for me, it's the fish. I've heard of that. Uh, I want it now. Yeah, it's so good. You got to go. <laughs> okay, question two. Mimi, bring us in. Hey, gorgeous. It's Daniel. I was just wondering, how do you feel about cannabis? Like, you smoking, did you smoke weed in high school? Like, how have you thought about medical marijuana? And like, how was your just opinion on cannabis, like, per se? Stay gorgeous. Oh my God, Daniel! Are you? Da- is your name Daniel Telepathy? Ooh, this is a, this is our cannabis episode. I will go first. I really okay. used to smoke so much in high school. Really? Yeah, it was like it was not legalized in Canada, but it was probably not even weed. Honestly, I would like grab from my friend, and literally they would be like, "Yeah, this is the top shelf weed." I'd be like, "Okay," so I'd give it to my friends, and it was probably just like tobacco and like no, not like, a split like basil or something. But yeah, I used to smoke so much, and now I'm not really into it. I think I grew out of it, but my birthday is 420, so I probably should smoke more, but it doesn't really do what it used to do to me. Like, I prefer to just be, like, within my myself. I feel like I'm already, like, already enough. I don't need that. Right. But I, I will smoke with you, Aganja. I love it's that. It's not for everybody. It's not. It's medicine, babe, and medicine does not work the same for everybody. Mm-hmm. Cannabis is cunt, period. It is. I wish I could just be the person that's, like, just puffing all day, but... I just can't. I feel like I get like cloudy headed and it's just not cute. I could do one hit though. Yeah. Especially at night when I've been drinking. You see, as someone who had all the alcohol issues, I feel like it is a much safer alternative to feeling relaxed. Mm. Absolutely. Okay. Our third and last question. Here we go. Hi, Gigi. This is Christine from Orlando, Florida. And first of all, I just want to say I love you so much. I've been following you since the very beginning. And recently... I began the process to get facial feminization surgery, and I'm actually looking to get my surgery done with the same surgeon that um, you got your surgery with, Dr. Spiegel. 
And I just wanted to know if you had any tips or recommendations as far as getting ready for the surgery or anything that you would like me to keep in mind as I'm approaching surgery date. I'm super excited and I look up to you in so many ways and I'm so happy to be getting such an important surgery in my life um, over and done with. And um, I'd love to know if you have any advice for me. Thank you so much. And I love you from the bottom of my heart. Oh, uh, love you. Did you did you catch her name? Christine. Christine. That was really sweet. Uh, wait, before you give her tips, Laganja, can I ask you, Are you is that something you're thinking about? Facial feminization surgery? Are you thinking about those things? Well, let me tell you, after hearing that latest caller, I want to think about my voice. <laughs> my God. <laughs> that right? was the voice of an angel. An angel. <laughs> I was just... <laughs> I was just thinking, God, I'm so hard. But, you know, as I told you, I don't have a lot of plans right now to have facial surgery. I'm literally staring here at Gigi Gorgeous. So, yeah, I think I need them, but I don't, don't have plans for it right now. You really don't. So I actually... No, nobody needs it. This question could have not come at a perf- more perfect time because I was talking to my friend who's getting facial pe- feminization surgery, which is definitely one of the best things I've ever done. I had... I'm very Neanderthal, so my brow bone was really heavy before. And everyone was like, no, it wasn't, but I would always cover it with bangs. So when I finally got it done, I was like, hair back. They're like, what'd you get done? I'm like, my fucking brow bone, bitch. Like it was trauma for me. (laughs) So what I would say is I love Dr. Spiegel, first of all, in Boston. I feel like he does very natural work. He won't make you look like a plastic surgery doll, a blow up doll. He makes you look like a softer version of yourself. And if you go on his website, which I'm sure you have, but our listeners, if you're looking for FFS, literally the before and after is like they look like brother and sister. It's not like different person. It's like, and that's what sold me. I was like, I want to look like me, but I want to just look a little bit more juiced up and feminine, which I feel like the surgeons here in big cities like Miami, LA, New York, they really go off, right? Like they snatch you back. And if that's the vibe, then that's the vibe. But I'm going to say, if you want to do FFS, literally, I wish I did this, but I'll give you these tips. So my girlfriend said, I took pumpkin juice and my pineapple juice and my Arnica before my surgery, at least two weeks before to alleviate anything. And she said, she's, I'm going to say 40 or maybe 35. And she said she barely had bruising or swelling and she just got a lot of things done. I wish I did that because I bruised like a peach. I had blood all in my eyes from my forehead. It was not cute. So if you do that, just let me know because it worked for her. I'm sure it'll work for you. You sound very young and gorgeous. So yeah, for anyone out there listening, I mean, if I ever do surgery again, I'm doing that. I feel like it like heals you. I told you after today, I'm just going to start taking Arnica pills. I feel like that's just how you become a woman. With your I'm dancing? Ready. I mean, come on. She's the bionic woman. Well, good luck to that caller. It's so scary. I know it's so sad that you even have to go through this, but good luck. I wish you the best. We're praying for you and we're rooting for you. Queerified are your angels in the sky. Best of luck. Laganja, Jay, thank you so much for being with us. This has been so fun. I wish I was with the both of you. I know you guys are going to have so much fun tonight. Thank you so much for being on Purified. Let us know. Let us know where people can find you, what you're working on. So you can find me on all social media platforms at Laganja Astranja, except for TikTok because I'm old and I was late to that game. So I'm the (laughs) only Laganja Astranja on that platform. And um, what I'm working on is more music. I'm always trying to become a pop star. That's my big dream. I want to be the Missy Elliott of drag. So I'll be dropping my 
full-length EP daily basis very soon. And um, I'm also going to release a movie very soon called oh God <gasps> Save the Queen. Exciting. Which so is exciting. With, um, it's told in different vignettes, but my my part in the movie is with Alaska, Alaska Thunderfuck. Obsessed. So I'm very excited for that to finally drop and for people to see me act because as I kind of mentioned earlier, I come from it's the acting. Mus- yeah, I come from the musical theater world. So acting has been a long time passion of mine and I kind of play a bitch in the film. Which Perfect. Hopefully, oh God, which hopefully you totally, aren't. as you can see, is what I'm not. No. So I <laughs> I really have to act in the film. Like, I'm mean to someone who has Down syndrome. Like, oh, ew. Uh, like, I'm uh-oh. actually a bitch. It's yeah. a role. It's a role. It's a role, mama. So I'm excited <laughs> for people to see me in that light because, um, you know, the director was the first person I kind of ever revealed, like, I am trans and I, I'm playing a drag queen in the film. So... I was like, you know, when I'm being the boy version, like, can the boy version still be feminine? Because I just don't really feel comfortable anymore, like, like putting on a mustache or whatever. A boy, mm-hmm. and so it was just really beautiful. And recently, she texted me, the director Jordan. Shout out to Jordan, I love her. And she was like, you know, I'm watching this footage, and I just see such a beautiful actress in front of me, and it was so validating because that's mm. what I am. I am an actress, mm-hmm. and you're a showgirl too. Just, here we come, Mama. Mm. She's she's gonna be in full swing action. So God save the queens. God save the queens coming very soon, starring a lot of incredible people. Truly. But oh my God, can I get in on it? What do you? mean it's already been filmed oh <laughs> mama we're no, editing maybe. we're headed we'll to have sundance scott. we'll oh have scott god, call them to do we'll have scott on the call next them. film oh i'm my sure god, jordan danger would love to have you 420 brain <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much laganja for of coming course. on and have thank you, you for been... inviting me to your home yeah of course oh my god first person in the podcast I love room. It. have you just been <laughs> queerified oh baby i was born to be queerified fuck yeah we'll see you guys on the next one love you bye Thanks to our guests, Laganja Estranja, and thank you for listening. You can follow Gigi at Gigi Gorgeous and me at Mark Maverick. As always, Queerified is a presentation of Ramble, a Cadence 13 studio. Please listen, rate, review, and follow all episodes. Available now for free on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, and wherever you get your podcasts. You've just been Queerified, and we will see you next week. 